Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets the birds chirping in the background. Psych. The motivational aim targets the mind switch. Just want to let y'all know you hear birds in the back. We're going to press forward and press through. I want to thank you all for joining me for a new series entitled Divine Switch. This is a seven-part series, and within this series, it is my aim to cover a few divine switches that occurred in Scripture. All while, I encourage you to press forward as you begin to discover the divine switches that have taken place in your life or the divine switches that God will perform in your life. And some of you might be wondering, what is a divine switch? And my definition of a divine switch is a situation, a circumstance, or a problem where a turn takes place. Things begin to turn around. It begins working all out for your benefit. And that's because God is working all things together for your good. And God has a way of divinely switching a person's health their career, their mindset, their relationships, their family, their problems, their dreams, their finances, and even their destiny in a moment's time. And you could be in a situation where you have no idea how things will work out for you. And from your vantage point, everything looks like it's going to crumble and be in shambles. But God knows how to divinely switch Anything you're going through where it benefits you and it's a God-honoring, positive, life-learning outcome. And you could look back over your life and ponder how God divinely switched some things for you. And when you look back and you think about it, all you can do is praise God and tell Him thank you because now you have a clear understanding of what God was doing You're able to look back and see how God stitched every intricate detail of that problem you were facing to really benefit you. So I hope this series inspires you to concentrate on the one who has the power to divinely switch any mess, any condition, any position or predicament you find yourself in. And I also hope that you understand that you are not defined by your past or by someone else's thoughts about you. Okay, so let me provide a scenario and go into a little bit more detail. Suppose a person experienced a life-altering, life-changing experience that caused grief, trauma, despair, heartache, pain, and intense sadness. Now, it doesn't matter what it was, when it happened, how it happened, or where it happened, but whatever happened to that person that was rooted in evil, defeat, wickedness, and hate, that particular incident altered their mind to now operate in a low state, nearly equivalent to death. Their mind is not operating in a healthy state, and their heart is malfunctioning. And the words that are coming out of their mouth clearly indicate how they view themselves, how they view others, and their current state of being. And one can tell because every time they speak, gloom and doom 
leave their mouth. The person going through this death-like situation could speak death so much that their environment and their surroundings stink. Their environment and surroundings look like death. Their appearance is lifeless. Their actions are motionless. And they are unconscious of what is going on in them and around them. Everything concerning them seems stationary. And it's so bad that they are uninformed of how their behavior is affecting other people. And there are some people who don't want you to walk in a God-honoring life or experience the light of Christ in your life because they can't abuse you anymore. They see when you start operating in wisdom, you can see straight through them. And Satan seeks to use any low point in a person's life as an inroad to create more confusion where that person becomes intertwined in so many levels of mess that they have to get out of it only with God's divine help. And for some people listening, this might sound familiar, whether you're experiencing this in your own life or with someone you know, but grief, sadness, depression, despair, it is not a game and it should not be played with whatsoever. But it is absolutely incredible when God divinely switches a person's mind to be resurrected from death to life. And God can divinely switch someone's mind at any point or time when they seek him. And seeking God in the midst of the very messes we find ourselves in are the most rewarding experiences because we are able to witness that God is no respect of persons and Jesus will come save us. He will come restore us and switch us in any condition we find ourselves in. And that's amazing that Jesus loves us so much and that much to come to the low levels and points of our lives to bring us out, to position us in our rightful positions as children of the Most High God. And I say this as encouragingly as I can, but don't get fixated on how conditions have to be perfect before you ask Jesus or invite him into every area and aspect of your life. Just do it. Because no situation is perfect, the conditions of life are always changing, and new obstacles are presented to us daily or hourly. The aim is to invite Jesus in today, seek wisdom at all times, and keep him first place in your life. Now, I do want to touch on a passage of scripture that focuses on the divine mind switch, just as a reference for you today. And that passage of scripture is in Mark, the fifth chapter, in the first through the 21st. And I encourage you to read Mark, the fifth chapter, in the first through the 21st, and ask God to reveal to you what you need to learn and take from it and apply it to your daily life. But when you read this passage of scripture, you will notice what's taking place. Jesus and his disciples, they arrived in the town. And as soon as they get out of the boat, a man approached them. Now, the man who approached Jesus was not an ordinary man. This was a man who was going through something. This man's mind was operating in a way that displayed hopelessness, death, defeat, and he was gravely unpleasant. And it was so serious that he lived in the tombs. He resided near death. 
when a person resides near death, there is no communication taking place. There's nothing new going on. There's a stench because nothing is moving. Everything around is motionless. And if a living person, no matter their state of mind, stays near death, lives near tombs, and is around grave-like situations, there will be other factors that they have to deal with. And they have to deal with those elements that are associated with death. And that could be disgust, despondency, and danger. So back to this man. This man was so deep in his death-like environment and situation, no one could restrain him. People chained him up to keep him contained to the conditions, the experiences of life produced in his life, and since the trauma, the pain, and the mindset was killing him internally and externally, other people didn't want to be around him. They couldn't deal with him. So they conversed with him on the level he was on, and they isolated him. During that time, there was no therapist to help him because he couldn't be restrained. There were no programs and educational outlets or encouraging outlets to help him because he broke chains. No one could relate with this man. No one knew how to communicate with him. And what he was going through was deeper than what individuals saw on the surface level. His mind was driven by demons. Demons of his past, demons of his present, demons seeking to destroy his future, demons that constantly brought up his failures, demons that constantly reminded him of missed opportunities, demons that were possessing his mind literally to death. See, no one around this man could calm him down. No one could calm him down from crying out in anguish regarding the demons that tortured him. No one could help him out when he thought about his past or his current issues. No one was around to help this man when the demons whispered to him, the only way out is death and it was so serious that this man was physically hurting himself to escape the demons in his mind. No one around this man had the capability to switch his mind from death to life until he met Jesus. And that is powerful because some people look at where a person is and they think that just because they are going through issues that they don't know who Jesus is. And they think that, oh my goodness, look at what they're doing. Man, they're going to die soon. They'll never change. They're stuck. They're stagnant. Man, they are so stale. There's no change in them. But when the right person comes into their life and that right person is Jesus and they recognize Jesus they will respond totally different than how they responded to other people. And that happens. You have some people who are going through issues right now and people can't get through to them. And most of the time it's because that person can't clearly identify who is real and who is not. And when a fake, phony, fraud person pretends to care and put these restrictions on the person going through the death-like situation, 
that person in their agony tears all of that fake support, fake care, fake concern. They tear it all up. They just rip it apart because they soon realize that that wasn't real help. That person really didn't care about me. But then when they meet someone who is Jesus or it's a representative of Jesus Christ, they understand, okay, this person isn't perfect, but the light of Christ and the light of Jesus is within this person because I see a difference in them. But back to scripture. So the man who had the mind issue, he saw Jesus from a distance. He ran to Jesus. He knew who Jesus was and he knelt down before him and he cried before the Lord. And this is very interesting because the man with the mind issue knew he needed help and he ran to the Lord. But what was occupying space in this man's mind didn't want to identify itself. But when Jesus came and asked the very issues that were in the man's mind to identify themselves, they, in a sense, stated, Oh, okay, it's just not one issue here in this man's mind. I mean, it's just not one. It's several issues. There's so many. I mean, we can't even count. This man is really going through a lot. And, you know, we just want to set up shop in his mind and just occupy space because... We can cause this man to do some things that he'll regret, some things that's not pleasing to God. He might hurt other people and just perpetuate this cycle. And we really don't want to leave. We like it here. We don't want this man prospering and getting his life together. Because, I mean, we won't be able to keep this little generational curse or this deadly cycle going. So... We don't want to tell you who we are because if we tell you who we are, then you tell us to go. But Jesus demanded that the demons identify themselves and tell him their names. And that's deep because this was an opportunity for the man who housed all of these demons to hear what was seeking to kill him. He was able to hear and identify what was seeking to destroy his life and to steal his peace. This man heard, well, there are many of us. My name is Legion because the demons of his past were there. The demons of his present were in his mind. The demonic influences he encountered from birth to the time he met Jesus, they were there. The demons from his family were there. The unforgiveness lived there. The childhood trauma lived there. The trauma bonds lived there. The memories of abuse lived there. The betrayal had a room there too. Those secret sins shared a bunk bed with guilt, shame, embarrassment, and violations that occurred in his life. That was all taking place in his mind and the demon of abandonment lived there also and those demons like I said earlier they didn't want to leave they were rather comfortable there and this is eye-opening because there are demons occurrences obstacles and people hoping to steal kill and destroy your future 
just like this man that we read about in scripture. But praise be to God that when you seek Jesus, no demon has a chance to continue to comfortably reside in your mind because Jesus is coming through with the divine mind switch. Now, as you read the passage of scripture, you will see how Jesus cast the demons out of the man and Jesus performed a divine mind switch for this man. And when the man's mind switched from death to life, from darkness to light, from unconsciousness to consciousness, people ran to come see for themselves the condition of this man. And the switch was so evident that those around him heard about it. And it was so loud that they had to come see for themselves. And this is a key point here. Verse 15 states, They came to Jesus and saw the man who had been demon-possessed sitting there dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And isn't that something? The people who witnessed the man's state of mind before when he was operating in a dead-like situation People appeared to be cool with that. They were fine with making fun of him. They were fine with talking about his situation. They were fine with trying to diagnose and prescribe him what he should do. But when he received a transformation that was seen internally and externally, people who saw it were afraid. They didn't like that. I mean, it was so serious that this man was in his right mind that the people around wanted him gone. They begged Jesus and the man to leave that region. That just shows that that region and that area and those people around, they were just living in a toxic situation. Some people thrive or they seek to thrive off of a person's dysfunction. And when a person changes their life and they're healed, they start walking with Christ, they're not doing the things they used to do, people become afraid because they can't operate in the toxicity and the cesspool that they were once operating in. And have you ever experienced a situation like that? You were going through several issues in your mind that you were trying to process alone without Jesus and it wasn't getting you anywhere. In fact, it was getting worse. Because due to unforgiveness, depression, Satan used that as an inroad in your life. And your mind began to process information the wrong way. And then demons were residing there. The demons of trauma. The demons of abuse. Replay the scenarios in your mind that you experienced over and over and over again. The demons of heartbreak and betrayal whispered to you daily of how things were your fault, and if you would have done so-and-so, this wouldn't have happened to you. If you wouldn't have done so-and-so, you'd be better off. The demons of family secrets choke you. Bad influences pressure you. Your present and your future, just thoughts about that constantly run through your mind, causing anxiety and worry. The demons of regret, dysfunction, and guilt haunt you. And then when you find Jesus, when you experience Jesus, and when Jesus divinely switches your mind, the people who talked about you in the worst way, when you were living in the tombs, living in despair, 
They were the ones yelling, oh, goodness, I can't wait until you get help. Man, you will never change. You're dead weight. It would have been better if you weren't even born. Or they say things like this. You really need to get help. Oh, I pray that the Lord does a mighty work in you because you need help. I'm praying for you. And then when those people who said those statements, they really do witness God do a mighty work in you. God switches your mind. Those people, those people, they're afraid. Now, why would they be afraid? And I touched on this in the beginning because they can't exploit you anymore. Now that your mind has been switched, you're operating in truth. You are living in light. You know who you are and whose you are. You know Jesus is real. You address the issues of your past and you move forward. And you're not letting people feed you lies to shit you up about your experiences. You are in your right mind. You know the facts from fiction. And you're ready for anybody who wants to run up and say something to you. That is why they are afraid. They are afraid because you know your worth. You know Jesus loves you. You know what they did was wrong. And you know God is your vindicator. You know God forgives. You know that as you begin praying to God, reading his word, saturating yourself with God, honoring relationships, conversations, or whatever it is, that will assist you in your development that nobody can come to you with the okey-doke. That is why they are afraid. They are afraid that you will expose them for the liars that they are and expose them for the secrets, the betrayal, and abuse that contributed to the grave-like situations you lived through and your mind shutting down. So they are afraid. They've got to get you out. They have to get you out of their business, get you out of the family, get you out of the circle, get you out of the friendship, get you out of the relationship. They've got to either get you out or they will get from around you. And as you continue reading through this passage of scripture, you will see how this man who was once possessed by his demons, how he begged to go with Jesus. And that is something because he didn't stay in his predicament. He wasn't divinely switched, and then he wanted to stay in his previous grave-like condition. And he didn't want to be around those people who didn't want him. He knew he wanted to follow Jesus when Jesus switched his mind. And he did. His mind allowed him to follow Jesus and become a spokesperson for the goodness of God. He became a minister with a task directly from the Lord. And the scripture I would like to leave you with to think about is Mark the 5th chapter in the 18th through the 20th verse and it states, as he was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon possessed begged him earnestly that he might remain with him. Jesus did not let him but told him, go home to your own people and report to them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So he went out and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and they were all amazed. And I selected this scripture to encourage you, similar to the man who experienced a mind switch. What has God called you to do when you were divinely switched? 
Jesus wants you to daily cultivate a relationship with him as you share the good news of Jesus with others in your actions, your words, your deeds, and your interactions. The Lord called the man who was once possessed by demons to go to his own home, his community, his people, his sphere of influence, and proclaim, report, and describe all of what God did for him. He was to tell those people, look at what God did for me, and look how much mercy he had on me. If God did it for me, God can do it for you. He was also letting the people know, look at how the Lord resurrected me from death to life when I chose him, when I sought him, when I ran after him, when I didn't wait I chose God in my mess and he saved me. He changed and he divinely switched my mind. And by accepting Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior and divine mind switcher, I am saved. And if he did it for me and you knew the condition I was in, God can do it for you. And I'm living proof. And that was his assignment. And we are similar to that man. We've had or we have situations, we have experiences, we have issues that seek to bind our minds to not think about Christ, to not think about life, to not think about the light, to not think about hope, to not think about deliverance. We have things we've done or that we're dealing with that seek to kill, steal, and destroy us. And our relationships and those non-productive influences can be seen in our daily operations within ourselves and how we interact with people. And just like that man who was possessed by demons in his mind and he went to go tell people about Jesus, we'll be doing the same thing too. Where people have an opportunity to see the sign of what God did for you knowing that it can be done for them and if we look at them, we know it can be done for us. So never think that your divine mind switch is benefiting you only. It benefits several other people who accept Jesus into their lives as their savior and their new best friend. Never underestimate what God can do for your mind. Jesus has the power to switch your mind from thought-filled patterns of despair to destiny, from fear to faith, from depression to deliverance, from sorrow to strength, and from carelessness to confidence. Remain encouraged that Jesus can divinely switch your mind to align with his purpose and plan for your life. I want to thank you all for tuning in. Visit drkenitrabryant.com to download the Divine Switch devotional. On the site, you can order inspirational apparel. You have the option to connect with me on Instagram and aim towards the target. I have a few Bible plans on the Uversion Bible app that you can check out. But for those who want to use the Bible plans as an individual or group Bible study, you can download those Bible plans from my website. Enjoy the remainder of your day. Peace and God bless.